This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and this Tuesday, like every other single day, I'm going to read you an article to make you a better real estate investor. The article comes from biggerpockets.com blog, but you're busy, so we give you the information in audio form too. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. 10 Financial Myths That Even the Rich Get Wrong by G. Brian Davis We all occasionally fall victim to fallacies, assumptions, or beliefs that just aren't true. Consider a deceptively simple logic puzzle known as the Monty Hall problem. You're presented with three doors, behind one of which is a prize, and you have to guess the door. Before revealing the answer, the game show host makes your life easier by eliminating one of the wrong answers and asks you if you want to change your guess. <laughs> Should you change it? Most people shrug and say, at that point it's 50-50, so I just keep my guess the same. This is the wrong answer. You should switch your guess, because the other door has two-thirds odds of being correct. To make the puzzle more intuitive, reframe it with a thousand doors, and the host eliminating 998 wrong answers after your initial guess. They've basically identified the right door for you. And your original guess still only has a one in a thousand chance of being correct. If you still don't believe me, look up mathematical explanations of the Monty Hall problem. Returning to our point today, we all believe in a few fallacies that hold us back. And when it comes to investing in real estate, those fallacies can cost us literal fortunes. Keeping an open mind, consider which of these money myths and fallacies you might secretly harbor. Oh, this is fun. Myth number one. Renting is throwing money away. 
So I've been in real estate for over 20 years and I own an interest in over 2,000 units and I rent the apartment where I live. Renting and owning a home each comes with trade-offs. So after weighing them, each of us can and should decide for ourselves which option suits us better. But it's not a foregone conclusion. Renting offers flexibility. My wife and I live overseas and we may well decide to move to a new country over the next year or two. We're just not chained to a single location. Renters also outsource the headaches of managing and maintaining a building to someone else. You can think of it as paying a small premium to delegate labor to someone else. I haven't mown a lawn or repaired anything in like nine years. I made the case for renting a little while ago and won't rehash all of what I said here. You can find that article at thebiggerpockets.com. But don't be so quick to assume that homeownership always makes financial sense. Myth number two, you can time the market. Okay, maybe you knew this was a myth, but professional economists and market analysts with access to the best data in the world cannot predict the market. So, and you're going to sit in your armchair and tell me you can? Hubris, I say, pure hubris. No, really, it's a fool's errand to try to time the market. To begin with, you have to time it right twice, buying low and selling high. So what are the odds of nailing that both times, huh? And since that won't dissuade you, consider that the next market low might still be higher than today's pricing. I don't know which assets will outperform others in the coming years or when market highs or lows will come along. But I do know this. If I invest in assets that cash flow well today, I'll earn money while someone sitting on the sidelines hoping to time the market misses out. Myth number three, real estate investing takes a lot of money. Back in the 90s, yeah, maybe. But today, you have tons of options to invest small amounts of money in real estate. I can buy fractional shares of rental properties for 20 to 100 bucks a piece. I can put capital toward hard money loans at 10 bucks per loan. Or I can buy plots of land for 2,000 to 5,000 bucks. When I went to invest like the rich in private equity real estate for 15 to 25% returns, I invest $5,000 apiece in deals vetted together with Spark Rentals Co-Investing Club. You don't need tens of thousands of dollars to invest in real estate, and you certainly don't need to invest that much in single assets. My money is diversified among many thousands of units across dozens of properties, and specifically because you can invest small amounts, It kind of frees you up to practice dollar cost averaging with your real estate investments rather than trying to time the market. Myth number four. Real estate investing takes a lot of work and scale. If you buy properties directly, it does take a lot of labor and skill. A ton. You have to find a good deal, arrange financing, negotiate with and manage contractors, navigate permits and inspectors, screen tenants, screen property managers, collect rents, and so on. The micro skills required are endless. I don't do that anymore. I outsource everything to professional asset managers so I can just go back to living my life. In fact, most of the members of our investment club don't do heavy lifting due diligence. For each deal, they simply participate in group vetting calls and decide whether they feel comfortable with the risk-reward ratio of any given deal. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. Myth number five, cash flow is the rent minus the mortgage. Hopefully, nobody thinks this. 
but it's what the average person thinks. And one more reason why some people love to hate landlords. It shames me to admit that I didn't understand how rental cash flow worked when I first started investing in rentals. I didn't know that you had to average out irregular but inevitable expenses, like vacancy rate, repairs, and maintenance. And I didn't know that you have to account for property management costs, even if you plan to manage the property yourself. Myth number six, it takes decades to become a millionaire. (laughs) Who's got the time? As of now, there are over 59.4 million millionaires around the world. And you absolutely, positively can become one of them. Don't get me wrong, you don't get rich overnight. It takes years of discipline, savings, and investing. But the more you're willing to slash or you're spending and invest aggressively, the quicker you'll join the two-comma club. And hey, it helps to earn high returns too. The long-term average returns on U.S. stocks are a little over 10%, and I target 15 to 25% of my real estate investments. So check out the math to become a millionaire in 10 years if you want to see for yourself. It's right inside this article, a link to it at biggerpockets.com. Myth number seven, I'm too old, young, single, married, whatever, to reach financial independence. I've heard every excuse for why other people can reach financial independence, but you can't. Or to invest in real estate or to achieve whatever whatever other goal they have. Too old, too young, only single people can do it, only married couples can do it, only 34-year-old white males working in tech with hipster glasses and shaggy haircuts can do it. I mean, come on. Being single or married each has its pros and cons for building wealth. Yeah, married couples can split some expenses, but many are also financially rowing in opposite directions. And so it goes with every other characteristic that people use to explain away why they aren't living the lifestyle they want. Just stop making excuses, okay? Start taking accountability for every single outcome in your life. Myth number eight, cash is safer than any investment. Sure, investments sometimes lose money, but cash always loses money. It may be a little bit like the annual 2% inflation rate that the Fed targets. (laughs) Targets, the key word there. Or it may be a lot, like the 9.1% inflation rate we saw in 2022. And that says nothing about the risks to your physical cash in your possession. Theft, loss, or simply forgetting where you put it. It makes me froth at the mouth when I see all the crumpled up bills in the bottom of my wife's purse, which are just as likely to disappear unspent as they are to wind up in her wallet. Myth number nine, you should avoid risk and investments. Wealthy people understand that everything comes with risk. Everything in life. Your mission isn't to avoid risk. It's to manage it. Take calculated risks in your investments by measuring the risk against the potential returns. When I invest for double-digit returns, I spread that risk out over many investments. I don't invest 100 grand in a single real estate investment targeting 20% returns, but rather spread that out over 15 to 20 investments. The result will look like a bell curve with some investments underperforming, some overperforming, and others falling in the middle. Embrace risk as long as you can assess it and it fits within your broader investing strategy. Myth number 10 risk always determines return on investment. So the average person hears 15 to 25% targeted returns and they assume equivalently high risk. 
Well, don't get me wrong, private equity real estate does come with risk. But I would argue that the risk is no higher than, say, the stock market, and it's 7 to 10% long-term average. Private equity real estate investments pay disproportionately higher returns because of other factors beyond risk, like lack of liquidity, long-term commitment, and lack of awareness among average investors. Most of all, the high minimum investment is 50 to 100K if you invest by yourself, and 5,000 if you invest as a member of a co-investing club. Risk does impact return for sure, but it's far from the only factor. Don't assume that all high-return investments come with equally high risk. Some final thoughts for you. The list of financial fallacies goes on, from the rule of 100 to the 4% rule. Some investors mistakenly believe that only accredited investors can invest in private equity real estate. Others believe that it's impossible to retire before your 50s on a typical American salary. And the list goes on. Don't let financial assumptions go unchallenged. Always keep learning and updating your financial beliefs. You can achieve financial independence far faster than you think if you keep finding creative ways to boost your savings rate and keep expanding your investing expertise. Hope you enjoyed hearing that perspective. Before you go, are you interested in getting your personal finances in order? Then check out the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast, hosted by Scott Trench and Mindy Jensen. To learn how to save for big-time investments and launch yourself toward the life of your dreams. I'm Tyler, and I can guarantee you, I'll be right back here tomorrow.